You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to the 10 o'clock news. No, it's actually uh, season 9, episode 2 of the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Uh, Holy fuck. Oh, that's me for already. <laughs> I am John. Uh, I, I swear on the podcast, it, it usually takes a longer to be fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, and I have got Chris as well. <laughs> How are you doing, Chris? Uh, laughing away here. Aye. Um, that's impressive. I mean, you're, you went on last week, so that's what about ten seconds into your nine, into season nine for you, and Aye. already dropped an f bomb. Well done. I'm not even drinking. <laughs> Uh, I basically we, we record that on Skype um, for anyone that's not listened before or whatever wonders what how we do it and Skype's been fine but our bloody updates on eight sports and stuff took forever so yeah we were supposed to start this an hour ago um, and yeah that doesn't matter to you because you're not listening to it live anyway but we just thought we'd fill you in so. To put it in perspective, uh, we'll come on to the League Cup later on, but there was a penalty shootout with a Peterhead game of 22 penalties in the game. <laughs> and that finished about 20 minutes ago. Yeah, the, fu- <laughs> the first half, it just finished out when I started doing this update. Uh, to be f- no, no far off. Uh, I, last week's podcast was good though. I listened back to it, I was in holiday, so uh, really good, really enjoyed it. And uh, it, I, to say enjoy it, we could hard to kind of put words to in terms of enjoying it because because of the nature of stuff that was getting spoken about but uh, no, I enjoyed listening to it that, that, Aye, it, was, listen. it was a very difficult listen at times but I, I, again thanks for having to come on and telling the story and if that's helped yes. anybody uh, if it will help anybody then so much better uh, definitely but, and as we've said before in the podcast um, if anyone struggling at all tweet us private messages, whatever, uh, send messages to their own individual accounts, whatever. Um, I, I believe it's happy birthday to Aaron as well, I think it's his birthday today. I've seen that, I've seen that. Aye. He was a pro as well, I thought he was brilliant. Fantastic, I, thought, I don't know how many interviews he's done in the, in the last few weeks, but uh, aye, it, was, it was great to have him on and uh, contributed well. So. Definitely. Um, Always welcome back. Yeah, definitely. And as we, I think you both were saying last week as well, uh, he's obviously welcome back and then we're looking to get more guests on this season as well instead of listening to our uh, voices all the time. Uh, we can get some people on that actually know what they're talking about. Aye. <laughs> I would just blag it. Um, but yeah, so I've seen a bit of the highlight, a bit of the football. Uh, I was away on holiday, as I said. Mainly what I've seen is a bit of the European fixtures. Um, so I'll start with last Tuesday. Aye, we start. We can start in Gibraltar. Uh, Rangers were four 0 winners against St Joseph's Primary School. Um, yeah. So aye, it was no uh, any worries there with the uh, Rangers being in the same pitch that uh, Brendan Rodgers had his first game with Celtic and lost one 0 to Lincoln Adams. So uh, no worries this time. Four 0 wasn't a great first half, um, but Rangers came on it in the second half, got the four goals. Um, I don't think the, the defender left to be desired, to be honest, but you can really beat what's in front of you. Rangers have done that. They're all the way through. Let's face it, the second legs are formality in that tie, you would think. Oh, I definitely. Um, it was interesting though, when we were, before the podcast started, I sent you a, a video of uh, some highlights in the game. Aye, I'm, I'm, not sure, away, I'm not sure who the commentator was in that. Um, it was it was world class commentary, I must admit. <laughs> He was getting kind of evident was world class. <laughs> uh, and as you mentioned, what was the most world class bit of it? Uh, Connor Goldson's miss. Um, yeah. I mean, it had already been a goal. Um, uh, I think it was Morelos had scored it, um, but it looked like it had kind of been clawed away. So <laughs> Goldson followed up and hit the bar from about an inch. <laughs> and it never went in. Somebody else followed it in after that, but went, it was already a goal. So, um, aye, it was yeah. world class miss. I think I did on Twitter as well. Goldson was trying to steal go steal a goal in the Marseille game as well. Uh, the weekend that they played in. So, uh, Marseille are having a bit of a shocker when it comes to these pre-season games. Yes, Accrington Stanley beating them two-one. 
I, I mean, wasn't Ibrox fair enough? I mean, there's a, a decent team at least, but I can't start. What league are they in? League one, week two? League one, league aye. Two. Uh, so, um, aye, not 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 the greatest of uh, seasons for Marseille, but still early days for them, I suppose. They'll not be too worried about pre-season results. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chelsea as well. They're, they're, they're scoring goals, um, they're getting a lot of confidence out of that. So. Uh, hopefully they can take that into the rest of the European campaign and hopefully not into Scottish football. <laughs> Aye, only two of the new signings actually started. Yeah, I think the, the talk the is... Aye, the, the, the talk seems to be that it's going to be the, the kind of competition for places. It's the big thing rather than um, any standout player. Well, I mean, they've signed a, a few decent players. Oh, you look really good. Um, uh, the boy... Is it Heelander or something? Just yeah. a couple of days ago. Um, he's meant to be pretty good, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see who he gets on. We've obviously still got the likes of Defoe and Morelos is still there, despite Gerard saying come and buy him as quickly as possible. Sorry, um, if you're going to buy him, don't buy him at the last minute. <laughs> yeah, well, I think the latest rumour, or the late, not, maybe not rumour as such, but since I've seen banded about online, there was obviously some English clubs interested. I think West Ham were one of the clubs mentioned. They've though signed this French striker Haller from Eintracht Frankfurt. Supposedly Eintracht Frankfurt have been credited with interest before, but Marella said that he wants to play and he'd rather play in the Premier League. But I would say Eintracht Frankfurt would be a pretty attractive move um, in terms of how they did last season. I definitely football. Well, I think. Well, Bundesliga's a decent league, so right, we can or did they fin- I think when they finished, but did they? Didn't they? Qualify to a Champions League? Uh, um, I don't know. It's just outside the top four. I know they obviously did pretty well in Europe last season. So. Aye. Um, but can I see what happens? Um, the, the, one, the thing about Rangers squad is it's massive. I mean, I think there's five or six players he's certainly trying to get rid of. I certainly are going to have a, a big squad this season. It's where how much quality they've added to the, the starting lineup, which will, the proof will come obviously as the season goes on. I'm still not. I don't know about some of the players, obviously. I've not seen the likes of Arabo, Hellander, and the likes, but when you look at the likes of Jones and Stewart and the ones we do know about, you don't really think they've improved, they're going to improve the first team massively, but maybe competition for places spurs the bond. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's obviously still the, the, the chat that they might get Kent back on loan again. Um, he's about Liverpool at the moment, so uh, not anything time soon, but yeah, um, there's still a lot of chat about it. And I'm yeah, interesting as well. Yeah, interesting well in terms of the, the big money that they have spent this summer being on their centre back. That must yeah. be where Gerard sees the, it's been the biggest weakness. I think it, it, well, it could be certainly the, towards the start of last season they were shipping stupid goals even at the death. I mean, did it against Motherwell, did it against Aberdeen. Um, so yeah, the, the more they show at the back, the, the less they'll have to worry because scoring goals didn't really seem to be a problem for them. They were the top scorers in the league last season. Yeah. So, yeah, 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 pretty much through um, the second legs at uh, Ibrox on Thursday. Uh, but also on Tuesday night, we had Celtic away to Sarajevo in Bosnia. Um, and it wasn't the greatest of starts. <laughs> um, went to go behind, pretty poor defending in, in some of the, the attacks. Certainly the, the corner that they conceded to give that goal away was needless. Um, and then the way to defend the corner was pretty poor as well. But Celtic came rolling back, um, cracking strike by Mikey Johnson, was fair travelling, um, and then in the second half, another two goals, a lovely little flick from Sinclair to death, making it 3-1, that was kind of, if it had finished 2-1, it would have been a good result, uh, we'd obviously got the win, uh, but it's still been a wee bit of a, a question mark over the tie, I think, I think 3-1 should see us through, barring any ridiculous shock at Celtic Park I think sorry you've still need to win 3-0 anyway because yeah. um, of the away goals but uh, aye, I think the, 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 the level of Sinclair, Sinclair flick should be just enough and um, Edward on score sheet again as well so, who played um, right back no, then was it Ayer um, who was it played right back Beaton. actually uh, but it was a kind of we didn't really play right back it was more of a three at the back kind of thing um, right. the new boy um, there's <laughs> name I still haven't been able to crack yet. Uh, um, yeah, let's just call him Bumble. That's not what he's got in his name on the, the jersey. Um, Bolognese. Bolognese. Sounds like almost like Bolognese. 
Aye, aye. Let's just go back for someone to get it right. Derek Ray or something like that. Yeah, or something. Crocker. Well, it's going to take a bit of practice, I think. But uh, aye, and Bombo. Um, he was tired pretty, quite badly in the game, I thought. And when he was tired, he was minched. <laughs> Did he get a knock? That's why he was taken off, or? I don't know. I think he looked knackered. Um, but it might have been a knock that was, was affecting him as well. Uh, that was the other disappointing thing from this game, is that Mikey Johnson picked up an injury as well, and he missed the, the second leg, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, um, again, like I say, the, the, the 3 1 should should pretty much see this tie um, done. It's weird because if Celtic score, it makes almost no difference. Um, they need to score two for it to make any difference because if we score, then they still need three to take it the extra time. And if we don't score, they still need three to win it. Um, yeah. So don't oh, ship oh. stupid goals. That's the key for uh, Wednesday's game. Yeah, I mean, that's... I think you should be fine. But uh, off the pitch, obviously, the, the Kieran Tierney saga still runs on. Ah, yeah, because Arsenal want to pay like um, 18 million plus a bunch of ginger bottles um, if if Arsenal win the league and make an extra ginger bottle. Um, I, Arsenal, for a, for a league that's dripping in money, Arsenal are penny pinching that. It's almost as if Peter Walls on the other end of it. Yeah, but that was the thing I said in a tweet earlier when it was talking about how uh, Arsenal should just offer to take him on loan and they'll cover all his medical expenses. <laughs> and that was a talk that supposedly maybe I don't know when it's true or no. That's I'm guessing it's a dig at the Tumble one, but aye, yeah, um, but it's what happens in football. We all get annoyed about it when it's our own club and we're trying to we're selling players, but it happens. I think the, the the key with the Tierney one is Tierney's in no rush to leave. The boys are Celtic fans, so yeah. of course he's in no rush to leave. If the right offer comes in, I'd imagine Celtic will accept it and then Tierney will go wherever it is he goes, because Napoli are still sniffing about it as well, it's not just Arsenal. Yeah, the thing um, I read with Napoli though is that they were, t- they were talking about selling that Marco Rue guy, but I think there's talk he's staying now, so they expect that if okay. left-backs that are international left-backs, the likelihood is they'll no go for Tierney or right. maybe focus signing, up, signing someone else there. Right. Uh, Nobody's starting a bid more then, unfortunately. Oh, I mean, so, I mean, it depends what they can add on clauses are and stuff like that, but uh, 18 million still a no bad price, but you may as well like see how much see how much you can get out of them if they if they are willing to pay the money. In. It seems like they are because what that's two bids already. So aye, it's, it's crazy that the, the money in England's always been crazy. And what, the, you see the, the the value that some of the, the players are going for even this summer, and they're talking like three and four times the amount of money that's getting paid for tier, that's been talked about for being, paying for tier. Yeah, you look at Van Bissaka's played one season and he's 50 billion and I seen earlier on the boy look with the Everton it went on loan to Leipzig I think it was a, no right, last season but the season before it's hard to play any football when you're talking like 22 odd million right. it's, it's a crazy guy couldn't get even on the bench at Everton a lot of time last season yeah so then, then you've got the, the Arsenal fans saying oh we're not paying 25 million for somebody that plays in Scottish football it's just the usual snobbery it's like yeah okay yeah. he does play in Scottish football but um you could argue he scored against Man City in the Champions League. He's definitely scored against Leipzig in the Europa League. So, that's not bad for a left-back. But, I, to me, Tierney's done it on the big stage already. Um, he is an international uh, player. Um, and there's there's the debate in the Scottish team as to whether he's better or, or who's better, him or um, Andy Robertson. Andy Robertson's not exactly cheap. So... If you think what his price would be now to buy Andy Robertson. Yeah. So if, you, if you're debating, if, if the Scottish national coach is debating what one to play, then surely the, 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 the 25 million might be a bargain. Aye, well, I suppose it comes down to... There's obviously been the talk that he maybe does look at Robertson and what's, what he's done down south and whether he wants a wee bit of that because you can say about how I playing for Celtic boyhood club and all that type of thing but the possibility of maybe going to a club that could be challenging at the top in Europe Champions League and stuff like that potentially I think Cameron's a pretty good manager um, never know I mean Arsenal could be winning Champions League in the future so Aye, because last one will stop him this time. <laughs> um, I, I mean, there is people saying, 
it's he's swapping Champions League football with Celtic. Well, if we get through the qualifiers, yes. Um, yeah. For Arsenal, who haven't qualified for the Champions League, so maybe it's a step down. <laughs> Might not be. They're not going to knock back. I don't think they're going to knock back a bid of twenty-five million. That's no. I think if the twenty-five million bid comes in and it's a straight twenty-five million, Celtic will accept it. Um, it might even be less than that, depending on what the makeup of the, the deal is. Uh, but I, I'm expecting this to drag on through most of the uh, most of July and maybe even into August at this point. Um, it's not going to go away. If he's still a Celtic player come 1st of September, I will be happy and surprised. Because yeah, I think well, he will eventually get a bid at Dempsey's. I, I don't think it would have gone as far as this in the media in terms of if it wasn't, gonna, if it wasn't a, a strong likelihood it was going to happen. You, you've got to think, usually in these situations when something like this happens, it's the club that's trying to, well, not trying to sell as such, but the club that's the selling club that is potentially maybe not linked to it as such, but said this is what's happening. It's a British one as well, this, this contract at both ends. Yeah. Um, so the BBC is the one that's pushing it, and all the contacts and the other things, like the, the Mirror Group went. Just anything that spans the UK, to be honest, can pick up yeah. these things and go Aside from that, Celtic uh, are obviously still after like, two right backs. What else? Yeah, we, I mean, we, we need the right backs. We could do an off striker. Um, we've still to see a couple of the new players playing a, a decent game yet. So, um, I, I don't think Celtic have done their, their buying um, in the, this transfer window either. I hope they're not, because what I say, well, we've pretty much no right backs at this point in time. Disappointing that more business hasn't been done earlier, or do you think a lot of it's fat, a lot of it's dependent on the tierney thing? I don't think it's it better not be dependent on the tierney thing, given the amount of money we got for Dembele last year and didn't spend. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I think it's just the usual Celtic take far too long with these things. Um, I, as much as I say they take far too long, I understand that these things do take time. The problem Celtic have got is they need to hit the ground running at the start of July because of these qualifiers. They're the most important part of the year, unfortunately. Uh, so we've got, like, ideally, eight games in eight weeks to get to the Champions League. So we need to get the squad in place as early as possible. I, I knew we were going to be doing business into the, the first couple of rounds. My concern is that we're near the end of the first round and we still have several key positions to fill the right backs and the, the glaring one because we have nobody there now. Because Gamboa yeah, and Lustig both left in the summer. So this is what Celtic do in terms of they wait to see if they're going to get in the Champions League. We're terrible for it though. We'll wait and see what happens in the Champions League and then not spend anyway. Go, ah, we're in the Champions League, we're not going to compete, so let's not bother. <laughs> we fall for it just about every year. Um, but no, but there, there has to be uh, changes at Celtic this season because there's so many players have gone already. In key positions, like it. the right back is the most important one because there's nobody. Well, yes. there's, there's Ralston, but nobody seems to rate Ralston that highly. And Lennon's talked as well about you want to see get rid of more players. There are still people in the squad that we could do with, with trimming. It's not it's not as uh, bad as it was because we have managed to get rid of a few. I mean, like Marvin Comper being paid off, for example, that's... Uh, a waste of jersey to be honest. Um, so it was good to see that happening, but they're, they're, we're not going to make much money off anybody we're getting rid of apart from Tierney. Should he, should he go? And you don't really want Tierney to go. You want to be trying to hang on to your, your better players. Um, I think what might be telling is if we bring in another left back, because that might be the, the biggest indicator that Tierney's going to go. Because at the moment we've got Tierney plus one. If we've got Tierney plus two. You've got three players for one position. You don't really need that many. Yeah, I suppose that is the the thing though is that you can't use Hayes as a backup until yes, correct player comes in because that, that's one thing I do think. Probably with Celtic, it is difficult to maybe try and find players that's going to strengthen your first team in terms of the target market that you're looking at. There obviously are players out there, but you're having to spend a fair bit of money and the. Finish as well as better players I want to come to Scotland. That's the thing. Players it's that are going to take you on to that next level. As, as much as I can sit here and say that Tierney's done it at the highest level because he's done it in the Champions League and he's done it in the Europa League, that's your six, if you're lucky, 12 games. 
of your, your, your campaign when you're playing 60 odd games a season most of which is domestic football though that's that's where you're playing that's the thing you need to try and talk people into going, yes you can showcase yourself in the Champions League but most of the time you're going to be playing at like Ross County Hamilton Livingston all these half empty stadiums that are tiny or it's, or it's the whole game getting players and then selling the you know, maybe in two years, if you have a good couple of seasons, you'll move down to Premier League, which is a sad set of affairs, but that's the way it works. Yeah, there's no doubt that Celtic can uh, go off the back of, you could be the next Van Dyke. Yep. Because that's exactly what happened with him. He came to Celtic, got his, his move to the Premiership, then moved to the Liverpool and was picking up the Champions League trophy in the, in the summer there. So it's worked out all right for him. Um, and again, another one that played, that could have played his part in that final was Victor Wanyama. Again, made his move to England um, and then moved on to, to Spurs. So, uh, there's, there's good moves down there, and there's not so good moves. Yeah, uh, should probably move on to Thursday. Yeah, another two games. Um, and at one point, it was looking like, come on, look, we're going to blow it. Um, put uh, away to Conor Key. Um, but turned it round for 1-0 down to win 2-1, right at the death. That's a, a great result for them, I think. A, a draw might have been fine, a one-each draw, um, but getting the winner at the death just, just, just capped it off nicely for them, so they'll be, they'll be getting them back to Rugby Park and Connors Key will be visiting Scotland yet again, um, and hopefully that they can like, finish the job there and, and move on to the second round. Yeah, one thing about Kilmarnock, certainly when you look at our team, um, or the score it's very thin in the ground in terms of experience now yeah because even last Thursday Dom Thomas who was away on loan last season started um, and then you look at the bench and it's mostly youngsters um, so they definitely yeah, need to get a, get a I would say maybe probably four or five players in I would think in terms of adding um, to the squad but yeah, and you, you would think they're probably going to do that over the next few weeks. I mean, they did spend quite a bit of time getting their manager in place. That didn't help. Um, so, having done that, he's using his contacts to bring in men. So, um, it'll be interesting to see how that develops. Again, it's the same problem that Celtic and Wolverhampton Rangers and Aberdeen have got. They're having to play so many important games since an early point in the time. You, you would ideally want to get your players in early and get them ready for playing in Europe. But, um, I mean... With all respect to Kilmarnock, they're playing in Europe for the first time in about 18 years, whereas so their ambition is let's see if we can get through one or two rounds. Um, in the case of Celtic, we're hoping to get to the Champions League. In the case of Rangers, they're hoping to get to the Europa League group stages. Aberdeen are, are aiming for the, the, the group stages this season as well, um, certainly the way Derek McInnes is talking. So, yeah. um, whether Kilmarnock are aiming to get to the group stages, I'm sure they'll be able to get as far as they can. Um, I don't think... I don't think not making the group stages would be seen as a failure for Kilmarnock. I think. Oh no, definitely not. If they can get through one round, great. If they can get through two rounds, that's probably brilliant. Um, whether they get any further than that, who knows? Hopefully. Yeah. I, mean, but, but I would love to say they were going to have four teams in the group stages of the Champions League, but I just don't really see that happening. Having said that, we did have four teams winning um, in the same uh, midweek in Europe for the first time since 2000. Because um, Aberdeen also picked up the victory. Although. Bit of a pistol right at the death. Yeah, I was, uh, as I said at the start of the podcast, I was away, so I was trying to maybe find a way I could possibly watch it. Um, but turned out, didn't manage to see it. I managed to see the kind of highlights and stuff like that, I kind of watched it back. Um, yeah, certainly the goal, disappointing to lose because Logan, 93rd minute, gives the ball away. You may be tired, but just punt it further up the pitch, um, whatever. But then I think we kind of try and play offside through ball beaters, and then you're like thinking, oh, that's disappointing. Because 2-0, you're like, right, job not done as such, but not far off it. That goal just, it gives you that wee bit of problem when you're going away to a team that is a good bit through our season. All it takes is for them to get an early or score first. The pressure then goes on, and then you're like, how do the players react? Because there are obviously a few new players in, um, which... Um, I probably come on to, but in terms of Aberdeen, plenty of chances created. Um, I think, by all accounts, the signings that we've made, I think we're going to see a more expansive Aberdeen this season, um, which is good. Part of that, I think, probably last season, part of that came down to personnel and what we had, and 
this season, certainly say more creative players. Um, much as at the start of the kind of transfer window, folk were, oh no, Curtis Main, Dash Taylor, but I, I expect both of them to be squad players anyway. And I think as squad players, both of them are, are decent squad players. Um, but then the ones that kind of catch your eye are the likes of Bryson, even though he's 32, um, played over 20 games for Derby last season, good professional. I think he's someone that will kind of certainly improve our midfield this season. Um, especially with the loss of Shinny. He's a type of guy that's going to score goals and get into the box play, I think, which will help Cosgrove's game if he's the starter up front. Um, it helped Ferguson in midfield as well in terms of develop. So that was a good signing. The boy Hedges, by all accounts. Uh, Barnsley, I think, wanted to keep him. I think he had offers down south as well. Um, good player. Played his part in the kind of goals as well. So by all accounts, he's a good, good pre-season. He's a good age as well. So I think that's a good... Replacement for Mackay Stephen. Um, the one that no folk weren't really kind of sure of when we signed him was a boy Gallagher from Atlanta in terms of being at Atlanta too. Folk were maybe thinking, well, why is he coming here? Um, is he going to add anything? But by all accounts, again, one of the standouts in pre-season. Hit the ground running Thursday. Some of the kind of areas was given man of the match. Versatile player as well. So I think he's played out wide pre-season. Playing centre midfield, uh, the night can supposed to play up front. When we first signed him, it was that we were talking of he was a fullback. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, interesting one there. But I uh, seems a guy that's kind of pretty switched on as well. Um, a left back in loan as well. He missed out last Thursday by Lee. Um, so that kind of helps out in left back in terms. Of, I don't know if we're going to get Max Low back now. And then the James Wilson one, which I think fans are divided on. Again, it's one that people are like, oh, is it worth doing? Potentially, it's a good bit of business because, let's face it, he's a guy now that knows that he needs to get a good, maybe solid couple of years playing. He's still at an age whereby he can make it back down south because that will that will be his target. I, I, I don't think, so. uh, think for any, uh, I don't have any doubt that's what he wants to do, but he, he, he now knows, right, this is what I need to do to get back to... Not the levels. I don't think he'll ever get back to the level of playing for a Man United, right? But we all know that players maybe come here and they want to get bad down south. He could probably still play maybe for a high-end championship team if he does well um, in the next couple of years. And I think he did show towards the end of the last season. He has got talent. He, he strikes me as a guy as well. Very much for a confidence player, but I think he just needs a good run of games in there. Which he never really got last season. He had an old injury he didn't there. But definitely no doubt he's got talent. Um, yeah, I think we've seen that a few times. I think we've seen that a few times. Definitely an asset, I think, to the squad in terms of the pace he's got as well. Yeah. And yeah. that's going to be valued a fair bit as pace over the summer as well. And that'll be an interesting change. See how that affects Aberdeen. But yeah, like you say, I'm, I, I quite like Wilson. I think he, he, he showed things a few times that made me think there's a decent player in there. Um, but you say that injuries didn't help and maybe if he gets around the team, make him maybe develop a bit more. Um, and I, If he gets his, his move back down south eventually, then he'd probably be mission accomplished as far as he's concerned. Yeah. He's the type of guy who can do something on his own to win a game. Um, yeah. He doesn't can really help. And I think... Yeah, I think I think it's a good signing. Yeah, I think as we, as well and the, the money he was on and the fact he has a good age as well. I, I think it could hopefully work out well. Um, who was the other one? Oh yeah, and we signed. Uh, who was we signed? Fonzo. Yes, Fonzo Oyo. Yeah, so the banter years perhaps. Um, <laughs> Egan Bottoms had a pretty much he's had a meltdown. Again, a bit like the Kilmarnock situation when we got Greg Stewart back in loan. The talk is that uh, Aberdeen have offered more money this, that and the other, and then McInnes has come out and said, well, actually, no, we offer the same. But Which, I don't see any reason for McInnes to come out and say, no, that we offered, I mean, I don't know. Um, but yeah, he's come in as well. By all accounts, um, ball playing midfielder, which is something again we've kind of probably lacked last season. Um because McLean did that job before, Ryan Jart did the job before as well. So watched this interview. Seems like an self assured lad. He's a good age, twenty seven. Um obviously played in Holland a bit, played in Belgium, so he's a good grounding. And yeah, 
we paid money for him. You only play with paid money for, so you've got to think that he's got to have something about him. Uh, seen Stuart McCall talk quite highly of him as well. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. But I think the board's definitely Bart McInnes. Um, this summer, I th- potentially the squad might be stronger than last season. Um, and the other thing I do like very much is the fact that most of the, actually everyone that we've signed bar two are permanent transfers. Whereas the last couple of seasons we've been signing, I think, too many loan players. The loan, the loan market gives you players you're not going to get normally. However, it doesn't help when each season you're trying to rebuild a team every season, which is hard to do the last couple of seasons. It certainly doesn't help. Um, the only ones you've got on loan this time is early and Calica. So, yeah. Which is good. Um, you fancy it'll be alright in the second leg because every, every report so. I've heard we're better away from home we're better. we're better away from home and I think with the pace that's in the team now as well I think it'll suit us um, definitely the, the hope is that if you don't do anything stupid like I can see an early goal or change the system you know, that way I think just play your normal game and yeah. it should be alright Aye, don't go there and try and sit in the 2-1 lead. Just go and play a normal game. Probably score yeah. that cancels out. There we go. That's probably the better way to approach it. Definitely. Um, and, yeah, I think it should be all right. Um, and then, let's see what happens. If we get through, then the, the, the Georgian team, they won their first, their first leg 2-1 in Luxembourg. So, yep. their favourites to certainly go through in that match. Aye. Um, I mean... We can talk about the the, the other potential, because um, obviously it's all potential opponents, but in, in, case, in Celtic's case, um, Skendja, um, we're 1-0 up from the first leg in the away game, um, went home and lost 2-1 in Norma Calu of Estonia, uh, so Norma Calu have won in away goals, so they await the winner of Celtic or Sarajevo, uh, so that was a bit of a shock. Um, but yeah, and yeah, think um, there's a good chance Rangers will be playing progress again. Yeah, they won in court, didn't they? They won in court, yeah. So that looks like it's a a, a revenge match for Rangers coming up. Yeah. Um, who is it? Kamara, I've got. I forget. Belgrade, Partizan Belgrade. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think that's a that's a fixed one. I don't think that's a Belgrade have to play anyone. I'm pretty sure. Is it just that I, I could be I think, a yeah. second? Right. Um, so. Ouch. But yeah, the Aberdeen games from Premier Sports on Thursday. I don't know whether either of the Rangers or Celtic games on tomorrow night. Uh, no, the yeah. Celtic games exclusive to Celtic TV. Um, ah, because it's, so, it's a home game. Uh, it's a sold out home game, actually. So. Rangers will be the same uh, then, I would think. I would imagine so, because so you've got Celtic at home and Wednesday. Celtic at home. Wednesday night, Rangers at home, Thursday night, Kilmarnock at home Thursday night, and Aberdeen away on Thursday. So, uh, aye, hopefully we can we can get the four teams through to the, the second round. Four wins would be nice. I'm pleased with the transfer window so far. I think there's, there's still talk there might be one or two more coming in. Oh, um, and McInnes and Doc are excited on your deal. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think we mentioned that last week, but uh, you've had a chance to, to talk about it. So, um, I was trying to remember if that was last Tuesday. Because I was away as well, so kind of days were, I was losing track about days things were happening because I had kind of fairly limited access to the internet um, at times. So. I think that helps as well in terms of track players, in terms of I'm signing permanent deals. If you know the managers are going to be there long term, you think, well, he's bought into this, I'll buy into it too. Good stuff. Um, before we move on for Europe, just a couple of things from SPL Stats on Twitter, one of my, my favourite accounts. Uh, Rangers 4-0 victory over St Joseph's is the biggest away win in Europe by any Scottish club since Rangers beat Amitza Vronke 5-0 in October 2004. Uh, and the Scottish clubs have won four European matches in the same week for the first time since the 23rd, 24th of August 2000. Uh, when Rangers beat Helfoga 3-0, Hearts beat Bill Syndrome 3-0. Um, Aberdeen beat Bohemians 1-0 and Celtic were 7-0 winners against Junesh S in a game that Mark Burchill scored the fast hat trick. Mark Burchill, yeah, that's big then. 
Aye. I don't. I, I mean, that was I was at that game, um, and it's it like three and a half minutes or something. Got the three goals. That was uh, something else. <laughs> so that was that was probably his um, claim to fame at this point. Uh, so yeah, that's that's what I mean. I mentioned it was two thousand earlier, but I thought it was worth mentioning what the games were. Aye, definitely. Um, and then we followed up Europe with Friday domestic football starting again. We did, yeah. Aye, it was um, it was decent, decent enough to watch. Um, it was on BT Sport. Uh, um, and Hearts seemed to start better, but it was Dundee United that scored first, and Lawrence Shankland getting off the mark already for Dundee United. Uh, lovely goal, actually, the, the United goal. Um, but it's, you, if, if that's the kind of goal Shankland's going to pounce on, then he's going to score a bucket load for Dundee United, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, done well to get him in terms of special shout where he was supposedly going before. So uh, I don't, I don't think Dundee United. Looked too great. Other than that, um, Hearts were, as you would expect, being the Premiership team were the better team. Um, they just couldn't really find their way through. Uh, they got the equaliser in the uh, kind of later on in the first half, but um, it was obviously a draw and went through to the, the penalty shootout, uh, which um, Dunny United did slightly better in than they did in the last penalty shootout <laughs> and the, the, the playoffs that they lost. But, uh, I think the thing when you play Dundee United and play when you play Hearts, you know pretty much what you're going to get with both teams because they, yeah, fairly similar. Levine and Nielsen in terms of management style, I would say, and playing style. I would just so I, I would say, um, I mean, that's obviously one of the big games um, this weekend. Uh, we had and the, the the Sunday game on the telly was um, St Martin and Dunfermline, which arguably one of the shocks. Yes. Um, St Mirren's still recovering from changing their manager. Um, were 3-0 down in the game. Um, did get it back to 3-2, but couldn't get the equaliser. So, um, good good win for them firm on that in Paisley. And then in between, we had all the games on Saturday. Um, obviously, the St Mirren and Dunfermline game is probably the shot from the weekend. Um wasn't... Too much else to write home about in there. Queen's um, Park beat Hamilton in penalties. Aye, aye, that's the, the one that was a case of the, the lower league team um, actually completing the outperforming job because the other game that we had was Sterling Albion drawn with Hibs. Um, Hibs did win the penalty shootout, but great result for Sterling Albion anyway. Uh, and the other games, uh, United thumped Berwick Rangers 7 0. Um, Falkirk Livingston was one each, Livingston won 4 3 penalties. Albion Overs beat East Cabride 1 0. Mullow um, beat Queen of South 3 0. Dumbarton won 1 0 against Annan. Dundee beat Wraith Rovers 3 0. Peterhead beat the newcomers to the league Cove Rangers 2 1. Arbroath for 2 1 winners against Elgin City. Ross County beat Montrose 4 1. We'll talk about Montrose in a minute though. Um, yes. Far for Athletic beat Breaking City 3 0. And Cowden Base were 2 0 winners over East Life. Yeah. So the one that's caught an eye tonight is Montrose. Montrose. Yeah. Uh, one nil winners against St Johnston, who didn't play the weekend. Um, so that was their first league game, uh, league cup section game. Sorry. Um, and yeah, Montrose have picked up the win there, so that's a, a terrific result for them. Um, they are sitting third in the table in Group B. Uh, Ross County have picked up the full maximum six points out of six, uh, and fourth are also get three points, but they've only played one game. Yeah, I think St Johnson, I think it's been talked about a fair bit in the press this week, but they definitely need some players to to boost that squad. Aye. Uh, I mean, there was a couple of these games that were only naming, like, two subs on the bench, which was um, a bit concerning at this time of the season. But, again, like, we're talking about the teams that are playing in Europe, um, having to get their, their squads in place early. This League Cup stuff means that you, if you want to have a chance of doing well in the League Cup, then you need to get your, your team ready quick because it kicks off in the, the same week as the, the European campaign now. Yeah. I think as well they, they are, you're waiting on what happens probably down south as well with St Johnson in terms of how they get in but they've only signed two players so far. Yeah. Uh, goalkeeper Parish and then Duffy from Celtic whereas the quite a few maybe one, two, three, four, five about nine players I think left. So how about yeah. short? Same as, um, as well. I mean, Goodwin's come out and said they need players. So obviously, Kieran, they got yeah. a lot of players in on loan uh, last season. And they've only brought in, what, four players so far? Three, actually. Uh, 
I never really liked the time Tony Andrew. Have I? Well, I never caught that either. I've only just seen that because I'm checking the premierships and now. I'd seen the same day jockey episode. Yes. They brought the keeper Linus back. Aye, it's um, is it Motherwell that signed a Seedorf as well? Mm-hmm. Getting a few names into Scottish football yes. with us. Andy Coulson. Ah, true. Aye, that's not bad. Um, but I'd miss the Andrew one. That could be a good sign for them. Could be, aye. Definitely. Uh, so aye, Ross County beat breaking 4 now in the, the other game in Group B. Um, group A results tonight, Dun United were 2-1 winners against Dennis Muir away from home. Hearts beat Cowden Beath 2-0. Uh, in Group C, Arlo Athletic had a 3-each draw with Elgin City. Elgin City won a 6-5 in penalties. Uh, my favourite one, as I mentioned earlier, Peter Head beat Inverness 11-10 on penalties. Because everybody had a shot. <laughs> uh, it was after a nothing each draw. Um, big win tonight for Morton against Dumbarton, 6-1 win. Yeah, my uh, mate was at the game. Said the first half was like just a stroll and then the second half was a bit of a non-contest, obviously. And they were 5-0 up at half-time. <laughs> nice. Uh, there was also an R3 each draw, Queen of South and Athletic. Queen of South were 5-4 winners on penalties. Um, in Group F, Thistle will beat Queen's Park 2-1 in the Glasgow Derby. Uh, in Group G, Falkirk beat Stranar 1-0 and Livingston beat Air United 2-1. And uh, talking of Livingston, um, they've uh, jumped straight in there uh, for the, the good old who can make the best tweet. Um, so they tweeted, 81, your humble social media scribe is just on the receiving end of a beauty of a dump from a bird perched high in the stand here. <laughs> Welcome to the 2019-20 season, folks. Yes. Yeah, 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 this is our kind of new feature we're going to try and have this season. We we, probably, we do talk about it a fair bit in terms of good tweets and that that we've seen. Uh, so, if any of the listeners, if you've seen a good tweet in terms of anything to do with Scottish football, then send it on to us, forward it on to us. Because, um, yeah, Twitter's are great for amusing things. The other one, which is classic, Shay Logan. Uh, <laughs> Shay Logan has issues all the time. He's been travelling to Manchester here, and usually it's flyby. Uh, that he's, he's he's targeting. So this time, I'd kind of almost sympathise with him. Aye. When you do these types of journeys, so he's a good heading down south or heading back up. And uh, he, he wasn't happy about what was going on in there. I think it was Carlisle, which I suffered myself at the weekend actually in terms of Carlisle as well. Added a bit of time to my journey of coming home. So, yeah, he went on a, a bit of a Twitter rant about how Scotty would affect his journey until someone pointed out, yeah, it's the Transpennine uh, service in the uh, Carlisle. Uh, to be fair to me, he, he did go right, held his hands up and went right, okay. Aye. Sheila Logan's always good for a, for a bit of Twitter yeah, stuff. So, I think I, I'm guessing Simpsons SPSL, SPFL have just decided it's far too easy to go funzo. Because <laughs> for those that haven't seen The Simpsons, there was an episode that, of um, Funzo was effectively a rip off of Furby. Um, if you remember what a Furby is, yeah. is that a nineties thing? Aye, I mean, yeah. Aye, so I, was I, old, I was certainly far too old for anyway, but anyway, uh, it was, I do remember. Aye, it was usual. Um, Funzo has um, basically is an evil robot um, toy that tries to kill all the other toys. Um, but yeah, um, as soon as Aberdeen signed a guy called Funzo, everybody's going, ah, SPFL Simpsons is going to have a great time with that one. I don't think Simpsons SPFL has actually tweeted in about it. Too easy, oh. probably. So yeah, aye, if there's any, any anything at all, then send that one, because I really hear half on Twitter. Um, another one we're going to try in as well was Goal of the Week. Uh, I've not seen enough goals to the last say it was Chris this week, so we'll probably get that started once the domestic campaign gets going. I think. I, uh, I think it'll be easier to do when we've got sports scene and stuff like that. Um, I, I mentioned it earlier, I, I was a big fan of Mikey Johnson's equaliser. Um, I thought that was a, an excellent strike from, from distance. I, I, caught it, I don't know if it caught to keep a napping or what, or just the pace of it was what um, put it in the net, but it certainly fizzed off his boot. Um, John, who's um, probably bathing his wife again, um, he mentioned that it's still an Albion goal against Hibs as a cracker. So if you want to see that, then. it's a lot easier as well to see the goals of all the teams now as well because most of the teams have YouTube channels at least or their own. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, and it, I can obviously as well. I'll see some of the you know, junior football as well. So some days I might even be a goal from the others my goal of the week, which yeah, I managed to get. I, I got home Saturday morning, um, and then I managed to get to a pre-season game and on Saturday afternoon. So nice, looks good. Seen Talbot had a new, a new few new players in their squad and that, so uh, they won two 0 So good start to pre-season. Huh? Yeah, goal was a particular standout. Though they were pretty routine goals. So. Not nothing special, man. Right. Right. So I like McKenna. I like McKenna's goal in terms of the kind of teamwork aspect, and it was a good finish. So I like the goals I seen. Right, so the the second round of the League Cup finishes off tomorrow. Um, Sterling Albion play Arbroath, Cove Rangers play Dundee, Clyde play Hamilton, uh, Dunfermline play Albion Rovers, and St Mirren play Edinburgh City. And then we get to the the third round. There's a couple of games on Friday night. Dunny United play Cowden Beast and Motherwell play Morton. One of them's on the telly. I think it's Motherwell Morton, I would think. Aye, um, and I think we have one of the games on Sunday. It might be St Johnson Ross County. I think. Seems, Seems most likely given it's a, an old Premiership tie. Um, so yeah, Ross County has got a lot of goals so far. Have I? Aye, they seem to be the, one of the top scorers in the first couple of games. So, um, certainly got off to a flyer. I mean, St Johnson now need to pick up something good in that game, having lost to Montrose. So. Uh, that makes it just a wee bit more tasty, that. Uh, Clyde and Airdrie Onions is the other game in uh, Group F on the Sunday. Uh, and, and Saturday there's a whole host of other games in there as well. Just looking to see what might stand out. Um, yeah, I, I'm just glad that we've not had to play in this yet, the group stages, because I think it's just potential banana skin this game of the season. Playing these games. Aye, and then, then you get all like, you all bust the gut to get out of the groups and then just get popped out by the teams that are playing in, the, in Europe anyway. Because um, I think this is the third season of us, or this is the fourth season of us. Maybe. Because I know Rangers played in the first season. And aye, it's the Rangers played in the first season. And then the, this, so this is the fourth season because Rangers have been this is Rangers' third season in Europe. Um, so this is what was introduced. We're talking about it. Talking about four years on. Um, so the first season it was Celtic Aberdeen played in the final, both played in Europe. The second season it was Celtic Motherwell, so was Motherwell came through the group stages at least. And then the third season it was Celtic Aberdeen again. <laughs> so uh, aye, playing in Europe certainly has its uh, benefits when it comes to the League Cup. You need to play like four games to win the tournament. Then. Aye. Because I think the finals, I you were mentioned it last week, the finals Christmas Day this year. Ah, uh, somewhat, uh, I just about the, about the time your Xbox update finishes. <laughs> yes. I think the last couple of seasons, that has been the weekend of my birthday, the final. Ah, it's been the kind of start of December. Yeah. Aye. And I think the, the Scottish Cup preliminary round draw is happening soon as well. Thursday. Thursday. Aye. Yeah, so, uh, 12, I think it is. Right, I'll be in that and you can end up probably seeing where you, you may end up playing. Some fans want a, a routine home tie, whereas other ones want a, <laughs> a place you can go that you've not been before. So, as, you, long as, it, as long as it's not last, last season. and end up by that. Well, all right. Uh, well, good Aye. <laughs> I see what happens, but Aye. good payback anyway. We're getting there. I mean, we're, we're starting to get the, the the flow going again in football. So we shall we shall see how the next few weeks progress. Oh, I do have to mention though. Uh, my I was in Morocco for my, my holiday. So say one night, oh, I'll go out. We'll go out the resort and go for a meal. Well, I actually forgot the African Nations Cup was on. Right, aye. Uh, we're in Africa. So I went out and uh, I got about thinking that.
silence. I think John may have dropped off. <laughs> I mean, the food couldn't have been that bad, Morocco. <laughs> uh, so they were, Morocco were playing that night against Benin, and I think it was the second round to knockout stages. So yeah, the place ended up going for a couple of drinks. They were throwing the game, and yeah, Morocco missed a, a last minute penalty to, to go through. It was IH, the boy Ajax, and then they went out with penalties. So I'd like to have seen what would happen if Morocco had won, because I think it would be quite an entertaining night in terms of the streets and all that, whereas if it was one of them, and we, we know it well from being from Scotland, uh, if you lose, you just end up going home. So, so in Morocco, they can't drown their sorrow so much. So, Hi. Over a over a defeat. Um, and had an interesting moment as well talking about the France nineteen ninety eight because I did a trip oh, once. Yeah, I did a trip once, and there was Norwegians there, Scots there, obviously over in Morocco. So I think we were missing was Brazil. Um, and talking about I ninety eight and then. Because the Moroccan person was saying, "Oh, it's terrible. We are so we are such a bad team, such a bad team." I said, "Oh, don't, don't start me in Morocco." <laughs> and I've still got bloody nightmares from 1998. Um, I don't think those nightmares are going to clear until we get to another World Cup. <laughs> the men's team. I think even when we do, I'll, I'll still have nightmares because that was the. You know, ah, it's like at a time, thinking, "Oh, aye, this is what it's all about." <laughs> having a beer watching Scotland we're going to go through nah pumped aye but I still have nightmares about Costa Rica as well and that's despite the fact that I went to the World Cup in 2006 and watched Poland beat Costa Rica yeah. as if it was some kind of revenge for me but it was a dead rubber unfortunately so um, no, nah, I don't think I'll ever get over the, the, the loss to Costa Rica unfortunately and that was nearly 30 years ago aye yes so, Steve Clark's here to save the day, so we're all right. On that note, we might finish. Ah, I think so. So, yeah. It's about it's it's Saturday in the winter. Aye, probably. Aye, probably. Aye, we're getting out in the next round that we've got fights, doesn't it? Um, so, yeah. Um, aye, good luck to all the, the four teams in, in Europe. Hopefully, we're, we're looking at the. the a full set through to the second round um, and if you've got a League Cup game this weekend or even tomorrow night have fun enjoy the game hope yep. it's a good one and and then, next week we'll hopefully have good John back because obviously I was bad John tonight in terms of how quickly I swore <laughs> and, and, and your signal disappeared off when you were telling that Morocco story you'll hear that back later <laughs> ah yeah it's the bloody stupid I need to stop doing this in the Xbox because you end up the controller you're obviously not really using a controller but the headset's plugged into the controller, and then you know it's like after so long your controller, if you don't touch it, goes out of standby. So yeah, that's why the, the story was kind of interrupted. <laughs> Professional setup here. I yeah, only the best for the listeners. <laughs> I, I just that's good to be back. Good chat. Uh, cheers, John, and thanks everybody for listening, and we'll talk to you again next week. <laughs>